For UT Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT, I'm Mike Landis. The CNN Business headline read, How the Supreme Court Could Reshape the Internet as You Know It. It was referring to the case Gonzalez versus Google, which made it to the U.S. Supreme Court recently, and Justice Samuel Alito asked, Would Google collapse and the Internet be destroyed if YouTube and therefore Google were potentially liable for the content it users posted? With us to discuss this case and its ramifications is UT Tyler Associate Professor of Accounting, Finance, and Business Law, Dr. Tammy Cowart. Welcome. Thank you. Quick background here. Now, the issue is Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. For decades, it's protected companies ranging from AOL to Twitter to thwart user content issues in the bud. Now, at stake is whether or not social media companies can be held liable for recommending terrorist content to users. The Gonzalez family of Gonzalez v. Google lost a daughter in the 2015 Paris terrorist attacks. This is what they're basing this on. It went through the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and now it's before the justices. Thoughts on what you see and hear with this and the future of the Internet? Well, thank you, Mike. It is a very interesting case. It's going to be very interesting to see if the justices decide to weigh into this matter at all. Um, I've listened to most of the oral arguments of the court, um, and they they do seem a little bit reticent, at least some of them do, about whether or not they want to uh, really um, step into this or whether really Congress is the the, uh, branch that's best able uh, to address this. I I thought it was kind of funny that uh, the Supreme Court Justice – Eleanor Kagan uh, said, you know, these are not like the nine greatest experts on the Internet. <laughs> yes, yes. And that drew a lot of laughter from uh, from the other justices and from the gallery uh, as well. And some of the other justices really um, – it, it, Justice Kagan obviously is considered one of the more liberal justices. But some of the conservative justices also expressed some hesitation about um, whether or not they, they should uh, – alter or uh, take away the protections of the Communications Decency Act or whether or not, again, Congress is the the branch that's best suited to do this. On uh, February 26th, the Dallas Morning News editorial headline read, Social media needs to be policed, just not by the Supreme Court. It proposed a congressional response to reforming Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Thoughts on that? Well, actually, Mike, um, there have been several bills introduced in Congress over the last at least two years, maybe three, to reform, to revise Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And um, uh, not to be overly political, Congress just doesn't seem to be in a place where they can get a lot accomplished, at least in this area. And so none of the bills uh, that I mentioned in the last couple of years have actually made it out. Um, there's one that's pending right now um, that has some bipartisan support, but I think it, you know, just going to remain to be seen as to whether or not it actually is voted upon. The Internet's been described as the wild, wild west. Is there ever going to be a sheriff to come along and clean things up in this town? Well, that's a really good question. And if I could could go back in time and do a little bit of um, a historical review of this issue, um, 
if you've been around for a while, and I have. Uh, Me you, too. Okay. <laughs> you remember when really the internet began, and and it really was like the wild, wild west. And Congress made several attempts, actually, to control what could and could not be posted on the internet. And the one that probably most of us remember had to do with uh, pornography. Yes. Or access to, you know, indecent material um, and, and its access to children. And Congress tried at least three times and passed laws that restricted content on the internet that had to do with, you know, the the, the famous Supreme Court opinion about, you know, what's obscene and what's not obscene. And just I know to, it when I see it. Yes, yeah. just, Justice Potter Stewart, yes, um, who said that. So uh, the Congress tried several times to sort of say you can't have obscene material on the internet and the US Supreme Court struck it down every single time and said no the government cannot engage in restrictions of speech to this level obviously the government can regulate speech but they can't uh, prevent speech so the communications decency act and section 230 was actually an allowable way for congress to encourage these internet service providers, so it's the, the idea that they're providing the service to us. I'm sorry, is encourage in air quotes? Uh, per, perhaps, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, to allow them, them, because the government cannot do it under the First Amendment, but these internet service companies could. Because when we get onto the internet, when we download an internet browser, we agree to abide by their terms of service. And we're entering into a contract with Google and YouTube and Twitter and Snapchat. We're entering into a contract with them just like we would any other kind of service. So they're not necessarily bound by the restrictions of speech in the First Amendment. But Congress wanted them to be good citizens nonetheless. And so in Section 230, Congress said, okay, if you, Internet service companies, if you're going to sort of make sure that there's no bad content on the Internet, you're just going to act to remove it and and take it away, then we'll say that you're not liable for any of those actions. And so it it was sort of like deputizing, perhaps, (laughs) um, to kind of use your analogy, deputizing these internet service companies to say, if if you'll sort of police the main street, then we'll say that you can't be held liable for that. At that time, the internet was fairly new. I mean, it's 27 years ago, 27 years ago, when the Communications Decency Act was passed. Obviously, these internet service companies have become much more savvy and they've developed these algorithms that now we're all familiar with. And so really the big issue in the Gonzalez case is when these internet service companies use their algorithm to promote specific content to us that they know that we like because we click on it, then have they gone beyond just being sort of a service provider and are they now essentially publishing information to us? I predict that the Supreme Court will decline uh, to intervene in this particular uh, case and that Congress really should be the body, the branch that should uh, amend and revise Section 230. And I think there should be some avenues uh, for consumers to take action against these large companies. Our guest has been UT Tyler Associate Professor of Accounting, Finance, and Business Law, Dr. Tammy Cowart. To hear this interview again or to share it, go to kvut.org. 
I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio 99.7 KVUT.